Well, here we are again at Word Traveler. This is week 31 in our reading plan at wordtraveler.org. Let's look at Psalm 33 and verse 9. An amazing verse, and I'll read it in two different versions of the Bible. First, in the New King James Version. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Now, in the New English Translation. For he spoke, and it came into existence. He issued the decree, and it stood firm. Now, I like to read in the Bible in a variety of translations. It's nearly as good as knowing the original language. I personally have studied Greek and Hebrew, and I have found that if I look at a variety of scriptures in different translations, I get close to the original meaning. Translators and their editorial committees of language experts offer their own special nuances, which, when compiled, leave the reader with a clear picture of the original intent. That's why it's not particularly important for any Bible student to learn the original language. Just have a bunch of translations and you'll get the gist of what God is trying to communicate. Now, some translations capitalize the pronouns referring to God and Jesus. As examples, the New American Standard Version of the Bible, the New King James Version, and the Amplified Bible. I, I kind of like that, not only because it offers a token gesture of honor to God, but more importantly because capitalized pronouns assist the reader to identify elements of the verse, like the subject or direct object, as human or divine, when it is not readily apparent or evident by an initial reading of the text. In their attempt to achieve accuracy, certain Bibles italicize words that do not actually appear in the source manuscripts, but are added for clarity in reading. I also like that. This editorial practice allows the Bible student to quickly know which verses or words are original in order to get as close as possible to the primary meaning of the passage. In this verse that I just read, for example, the New King James Version italicized the word done because it actually does not appear in the Hebrew text. Therefore, a strict translation of the first line of Psalm 33:9 would not read, for he spoke and it was done. Rather, it would read with some awkwardness in English as this, for he spoke and it was. This verse conveys something crucial about the character of God, in my opinion. He's a God of his word, and his word has absolute power. God not only intends to do what he says he will do, that is, to keep his promises, he is also fully capable to perform and does so with the sound of his voice. The creative power of his speech infinitely transcends our comprehension. We would not even know that there was light, much less understand what it was if God had not spoken light into existence and then given us eyes to view it. Imagine that. 
As it says in Genesis 1, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And in 2 Corinthians 4, For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts and given us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. God said light, and by the sheer force of his word, light came into existence. He also made it personal by shining the light of his son in our hearts. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. In a gracious act of loving condescension, God sent his son and said, let the light of Jesus shine in you and me. And it did. As it says in Psalm 33, verse 9, he spoke and it was. I hope today's episode of Word Traveler has encouraged you and perhaps strengthened your faith as it has for me. I'll see you back here tomorrow, Thursday, for our next episode of Word Traveler. Thanks, folks, and God bless.